welcome back to <laughs> Parenting is Political. Pip. Pip. P-I-P. This is Mo Banks. My pronouns are theys and thems. My name is Jasmine Banks. My pronouns are she, her. And uh, this is a podcast about parenting and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, what up, what up, what up, what up? If you uh, haven't listened to our intro back into this new season, go ahead and listen to that. It's a short little 20-minute episode uh, that just kind of explains where we've been, what we've been up to. And of course, you can listen to all of our other um, episodes on whatever streaming platform you're into. Yeah. Our previous episodes have some juicy content from all kinds of incredible activist organizers mm-hmm. who are part of our movement spaces. Um, we have got pieces on community safety and reimagining safety with Monifa Bandelay. Shout out to Monifa. Mm-hmm. When parents are thinking about how do we not call the cops in our neighborhoods, um, how do we imagine communities that are safe that don't uh, depend on carceral or state-based violence, that's a great resource. Mm-hmm. We've also got incredible podcasts from folks who are, peep this, parentless parents or, just or gonna, child-free parents. I was Excuse just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, we explored how you can be a parent but not have children. Yeah. Uh, you should listen to that one. Which, that's a good one. Which seems to stump a lot of people, and there are a lot of, like, strange, like, biological litmus tests that people are like, No. Mm-hmm. If you're parenting someone, you're their parent, and you have a child. Well, no. It can, it's, it's, there's a little bit more nuance there. So we've got all kinds of dope stuff. Our, basically, our whole goal for the podcast is just to feature families, individuals, and people who are doing things that are outside of like what we see in society 24 fucking 7, which is like, you gotta be white. You gotta be straight. You gotta have 2.5 kids and a dog and a fence. And we're just not here for that. Yeah. In addition to those resources and hopefully thought-provoking and practice-transforming conversations, we also have some real visionary shit. Uh, We had George Johnson from All Mm. Boys Are in Blue on our podcast and spoke about their book um, way before the critical race theory bans and way before the book burning. Shout Mm -hmm. out to George. Go get George's book. New York Times bestseller and recently even had legislation trying to ban teaching of their beautiful, beautiful YA um, memoir. So I feel like we are visionaries. I feel like I'm still trying to figure the fuck out, but (laughs) you are. (laughs) And I'm glad to be here with you. That's fair. That's fair. So today we're going to talk about what happened last March, because as we said from the first We're Back Again LOL episode, we've been gone for a year, and but so some things have been popping off. Yeah. So for those who um, need a, just a short little recap, there were over 100 anti-trans bills that were passed last year or introduced last year um, <clears throat> that have affected multiple states across the country. Most of them were targeting um, young trans folks, but they they affect trans people across multiple age groups. And in particular, you know, our heart lies with the one that is affecting Arkansas right now, which is HB 1570, which is taking away the uh, life-saving health care of trans youth in Arkansas.
Continuing our coverage, all this week we've reported on House Bill 1570, also known as the SAFE Act. The bill is one of the latest to go through the state legislature and directly impacts the trans community in Arkansas. Fox News Force Samantha Boyd spoke with some people on both sides of the issue and shares how the recent piece of legislation is already making an impact. Crystal, the SAFE Act will prevent anyone under the age of 18 from getting gender-affirming treatments and surgeries. Now, people are trying to find ways to continue to support trans children, like Jasmine and Mo Banks, who started Reconcile Arkansas in direct response to this bill. Um, yeah, shout out to the Coke Network and the Heritage Foundation yeah. for... Uh, Funding, you know, all the mill bills, all the violent, violent mill bills and the culture war. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it was not surprising to me. I think that there's, you know, after having organized for, gosh, the last seven plus years, I understand the radical religious rights um, playbook and how particularly fear tactics around sexuality, the body, gender, and especially when they can call up children mm-hmm. in the mix, um, h- how that operates. Yeah. But it never, it never, you know, you never get used to it. You never, like, acclimate to it, like, oh, okay, here we go again. They're going to try and dehumanize my child or my partner. Yeah, and just to be clear, like, whenever I say they take away health care, it's not like, any small thing like a doctor can receive a it's like a federal crime to provide any sort of gender affirming health care to a a person under the age of 18 in arkansas you mean state what did i say federal state well i thought it was a no no, no the, state the, the fed came out against it oh, okay that's true so yeah it's like a big deal it's not just like oh you can't go and do this thing it's like folks are gonna like lose licenses be thrown in jail like kids are have have had to flee the state already um just to receive the health care that they need it's it's so what it does is it, it it not only targets but it has the potential to criminalize and just open up this um pandora's box of violence against um some of arkansas's already most vulnerable young people, which are queer, trans, intersex young people. Mm -hmm. And so we knew we had to take action. We have always tried to fly under the radar here in Arkansas because particularly in the more liberal parts of Arkansas, the white heterosexual activists are really, really awful. Yeah. Um, and, And there's like this really interesting form of territorial kind of energy. And so... Me in particular, Jasmine, I have um, done a lot of my work on the national and global stages. So just like, okay, well, I'm going to be just an average old person here in Arkansas and fly under the radar and, you know, do do the things that I do as a good um, community member and engage in like civil, you know, I mean, civic um, actions. But for the most part, don't show up in the local media, don't show up at local protests, don't organize in the actual Fayetteville, Northwest Arkansas community. Um, But then whenever the General Assembly decided to wage war against trans young people, and that specifically um, targeted my daughter, Zara, 
it was just like, okay, the gloves are coming off. I'm going to use all the resources that I have as a longtime organizer to start moving the needle. And so Mo and I sat down and wrote a five-year strategy for um, some cultural organizing work as well as some harm reduction and intervention um, tactics for where the General Assembly is. And we built out a coalition of folks as well as created a new nonprofit project called Reconcile Arkansas. And as soon as it began to be um, a community state-based conversation and then even garner some national attention, we built out funds so that families who could not deal with the culture war backlash that would be inevitable, even if the um, bill didn't pass, there, you know, there, there, the reality is that it gives permission for bigots and transphobes to be emboldened. Um, for the families that couldn't survive that, we knew that they needed resources to move out of the state really quickly. And so we were able to move nearly $23,000 directly to impacted families with trans young people to either provide them support to stay in state and figure out what they need or to relocate. And, and many of them relocated. Since then, um, part of our strategy has been um, doing media intervention and really telling the story of how folks in Arkansas, especially Little Rock and Northwest Arkansas, are incredibly affirming of trans young people. So um, Zara and Mo have both been featured in Vice and um, on the radio show with uh, Sandy Sandra. Sandy Land is what it's called. Yeah. Um, Sandra Bernhardt. And, mm-hmm. you know all the way up to front page on the New York Times. Um, we're, st- we're still moving mutual aid directly to trans folks and trans families. And then we have some really incredible um, mutual aid opportunities as well as cultural organizing opportunities mm-hmm. that we've been doing. Because the rea- reality is, despite the fact that the ACLU swooped in and you know took took the bill to court you know did a lawsuit the Brant's versus Brant versus Arkansas the reality is litigation doesn't actually result in the real community transformation that we need um, it's a helpful tactic for stopping the harm stemming the harm the reality is that is that it's going to be played out for years mm-hmm. years in the upper courts and in the meantime we still have people on the ground who don't know what's happening who don't know how to get resources, who don't know how to have a truly like anti-racist, pro-trans, pro-queer analysis. And so that's the kind of work that Reconcile Arkansas mm-hmm. has been doing. Yeah, and as Jasmine mentioned, we're still you know giving out direct aid uh, to folks in the area. So if you are somebody who's interested in donating uh, to make sure that trans folks in Arkansas and families of trans folks in Arkansas have what they need, um, you can give directly to Reconcile Arkansas. I'll have the link to that in the show notes of this episode. You can also go to Reconcile Arkansas on Instagram and donate through the link that's in the bio there. Um, and check out just the website. You can also donate on there. It's ReconcileArkansas.org. Um, so yeah, that's, what's what we've been doing. And that's, it's been, uh, really difficult for our family. We've had to come up with Lots of plans and lots of plans B, C through D and all that stuff of what of what to do and where 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 our family is is headed and impacted because of this as well. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is very, very personal to us. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a very difficult season. 
Yeah, I think as organizers, you know, Mo does electoral justice organizing and democracy work. I do democracy, environment, um, and anti-capitalist racial organizing. Um, as folks who've been in movement for a really long time, what has been really hard for us is seeing these like, new nonprofits crop up that are like, oh, we, we have a sticker that we put on our building that says we love trans people. And I think that, you know, that's not knocking anyone's tactic and strategy, but it needs to be, there's just like, there has been a recent surge of these like one off kind of things that, that don't actually change the material conditions Mm -hmm. or shift power for trans folks. And on top of that, it calls young, young trans folks to be made vulnerable. I just saw an invitation of like, hey, we're going to go, there's this crew of people and the whole point of our nonprofit is like, we want you to meet trans people so you're not afraid of them. Yikes. And they're like, meet in a park and then cis people are going to come and meet the trans people. Yikes. And while I understand the heart behind that of like, if we have relationships, we fear each other less, it felt very much like come to the trans park petting zoo where you, yeah. <laughs> where you can like, you can see a real live trans, you know? Um, and so, you know, so we're wrestling through there not being one right way, but also wanting to be deliberate and rigorous and tactical about how um, we actually start to transform culture in a way that isn't extractive or tokenizing of yeah. trans folks. Because you're, you're absolutely right. The, these, these bills do not at all in any way represent uh, the beautiful uh, landscape of folks in Arkansas or even the South by extension. Yeah. The South is full of so many folks who are supportive of trans folks. And, the, and these bills go against the very folks that the, these legislators are saying that they're representing. Like, the majority yeah. of folks do not feel that way about trans people and don't think that it's okay to take away their right, especially the rights of parents to take care of their trans kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, that stuff is huge in the South, is, like, parents' ability to care for and protect and take care of their young ones so whenever their legislators pass this under the guise of like, we are actually protecting these kids from their parents, it's just simply not true. What's it, what's, it's called like the SAFE Act, right? Yeah. It's such bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been wild. It's been wild. Especially how egregious the legislators who were for trying to pass this um, horrific act, HB 1570, um, the lack of like science and understanding was just okay. The, 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 the stereotype of Arkansans are that we're all backwoods hillbillies and we have no understanding of science or math or reading. And then our legislators were like, well, let's prove everyone right. Because <laughs> they didn't have let's, any understanding of science. Let's prove or everyone reading. right. They're, they're like literal pediatricians testifying and like world renowned specialists testifying for our, in front of our general assembly and then like an elected official who like owned a carpet cleaning store was like well based on my research yeah. you're trans and all the kids and it's because of the hormones and the soy milks and yeah. the, and it was just it it's was embarrassment if anything else it's embarrassment and ultimately it's a distraction it is absolutely it's a distraction anytime what parents if you have a queer trans young person in your life and you see the state of the world becoming even more hostile toward them, I know the temptation to feel deep despair, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I know exactly 
what it feels like. Like, why is everyone attacking this beautiful being that I love and I would give my life to protect? But what I want to do is shift it and say when these egregious attacks are becoming um, more commonplace, it's because those who are in power right now are really fucking terrified because they see the change. Mm -hmm. Because they see young people being like, "Uh, maybe there's more than two sets of pronouns. Maybe we should have, I don't know, human rights and right to education. Maybe we should have universal health care. Maybe talking about race and ethnicity um, and indigeneity are values for us. The folks that are in power, particularly... In, in places where there has been deep, deep historical and systemic anti-blackness and que- queer phobia, you know, and class warfare, those folks know that the clock is ticking down very fast in a white majority, cisgender majority, heterosexual Christian world. Mm-hmm. And rather than attempt to imagine a world where they can integrate and belong where people are deeply multiracial and diverse and beautiful and we live in a pluralistic society, they would rather double down on their oppression and their domination in attempts to take their like last grasps of power. And so while it feels, while it feels intense and hard and it's easy to despair, if you are someone who says that you're oriented toward justice and parenting is political for you because you believe a more just world is possible, ultimately you have to be rooted in love and hope and understand that their fear and their power grabbing um, is because our hope and our discipline of building a world that is one that is rooted in love and transformative justice is becoming more and more realized. Mm-hmm. And that, that should give you energy to keep going. Yeah. And like the great Miss Major said, I'm still fucking here. Trans people have always existed. We will always exist. You cannot legislate us away. We will continue to gather power and fight for what we deserve, which is dignity and recognition and rights. Yeah, well, dignity can't be given to you or taken away. It's yours. I know. It's yours. You're absolutely right, baby. Speaking of Miss Major... I was on the phone with her a couple of days ago. How's she doing? She's out here living her best life. Um, But one of the next things that Reconcile Arkansas will be doing is organizing a Miss Major Day, a mayoral declaration that in Fayetteville, um, we're going to get on the books that every year we're going to have a Miss Major Day. And that's another form of cultural organizing and cultural transformation, right? Mm -hmm. If oppressive people, if people who are in support of oppressive, violent institutions like enslavement and the Confederacy can put up hundreds and thousands of statues, well, goddammit, it, Mm -hmm. we we can have Miss Major months. We can have Martha P. Johnson Avenue. Mm -hmm. We can, you know, Mm -hmm. we can have um, infrastructure that reflects the fact that trans folks, intersex folks, queer folks, black and brown, indigenous folks, we have been here and we are a part of the tapestry of our communities. And so especially black trans women. Yeah. So hopefully we can pull that off and we will have more information on our social channels about that. But it's going to be exciting to get a mayoral proclamation with her name. Um, And hopefully Zara gets to be there with her whenever Mayor Jordan gives that proclamation. But stay tuned. We are doing some dope things. 
Yeah, and just in general, before we wrap up here, stay tuned uh, to what we're doing by following us on um, Reconcile Arkansas on Instagram. It's at Reconcile Arkansas. And again, the the website you can visit is ReconcileArkansas.org. Yeah, sign our pledge. When you sign the pledge on the website, you go into a database with your information, and then you get direct emails Mm -hmm. and text opportunities to take action. Yeah, we've um, had lots of volunteers so far. On behalf, yeah, on behalf of Arkansans. And even if you're not in Arkansas, we can do cross-state and global solidarity. So there's always something that we can be doing to to support our movements um, on the local, state, national, and global level. Yeah. Remember that we take care of us. We will keep us safe. We we got this, y'all. And if you are a trans youth listening to this, uh, just know that we love you and that you are not alone. And you can also join our um, youth, what is it called? The Youth Council. Youth Council, thank you, of folks in that are part of Reconcile Arkansas who are also trans youth and have community through that and also be a part of the leadership. Y'all are also making decisions with us as an organization to on what we're doing in, in Northwest Arkansas and beyond uh, to, yeah, shift the, shift the narrative. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is the end of the episode, and we're going to wrap it up and go find some um, people on the street and see how we could successfully trans them. I transed four people this morning. Just this morning? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Trans. Trans, yeah. <laughs>